This is Equipped to Thrive, a podcast presented by Providence Christian Academy, where we explore how we partner with families to equip students to thrive and to influence for Christ in a world that needs to know Him. We're continuing our conversation about covenant education and how that relates to our school here in Providence. In this episode, we want to dig a little bit deeper into how the covenant model actually is lived out at Providence. What does it look like in the day-to-day at our school? Um, you know, our last episode was a little bit more of a philosophical conversation and uh, a discussion of who we are and and why we've sort of chosen to to be the school we are and, and to have a distinctive like the covenant model. But I think it's helpful to look at it and how it would actually look in the life of our school. So today we're joined, we have an, another person in the room who's going to be joining our conversation in addition to having Dr. Sean Chapman, our head of school, and Kim Miller, our director of admissions, uh, we also have Dr. Jim Vaught, who is our headmaster emeritus and uh, who has been with Providence since it started and has a great perspective on who we are as a school. Uh, first of all, Jim, thanks for being on the podcast. Privileged to be here. Thanks, great. David. Now, Jim, before we get started, give give us just a very quick overview of your history at Providence your connection to Providence, how long you've been here, all that stuff. Well, this is 28th year of Providence, and I've been involved at some level for 28 years. And uh, in the founding of Providence in the fall of 1991, when we opened, I had the privilege of having uh, spent the summer and early spring working with a group of parents that felt the Lord was leading them to open a school in Lilburn, Georgia. And uh, being a part of that and looking at the whole covenant mission of the school was a privilege for me to be a part of. Well, Jim, you and I have known each other for many years uh, because I was actually a student at the time Providence began. I was a rising junior, and uh, so I've known you for many, many years. And uh, just a bit about myself as well. Uh, Again, I'm the host, Stephen Daniels. I'm the director of communications here at Providence uh, and I'm also a dad, have three kids here at the school uh, who all started here in kindergarten. So we have been a long-time Providence family, and it's been, a, it's been a great experience for us as a family. And that's what we really want to get into in this episode of the podcast is talking through this, how the covenant model really manifests itself in the day-to-day. Uh, so, we have, so all of us have a connection to the school. Most of us are parents. Kim and I and Sean all have kids here. Uh, Kim, speak to this idea of the covenant model and how it looks from the day to day. You know, the, what's what are, what's an example from your own experience that you can give us that would show you what, that would show our listeners what this looks like? Yeah, uh, you're right in that it's really hard to explain what a covenant school and community looks like without going into real life examples. It's once you're here and start really living in this community that you realize, ah, that's what covenant means. And for us, we've had several different small and big life events where that partnership between school and home has really been paramount. And we've lost a couple of pets in the years that we've been here. And to people who aren't pet people, that might not be a big deal, but we've always been a family with pets. And as a mom... If you are a pet owner, you know that your kids can have a really hard time when you lose a family pet. And we've had a couple of times now where I have literally had to text the teachers and say, 
hey, Rue is uh, jumping around up in heaven now, and the kids are having a really rough time with that. So just know they're going to be really sad today. And it's interesting, the responses that you get back, in particular with Rue, our small little dog that passed away a few years ago, it was, oh, we've been praying for Rue as a class for the last month. <laughs> and you, you don't think about or you easily forget how life doesn't stop at the door of the school, right? Um, especially for our children, the things that are going on at home and in their lives outside of school, it, they bring it with them, right, into, into the school classroom. It directly impacts how they're able to pay attention during the day and the teachers want to know this kind of information. I'll even get a text from a teacher one time. One of my daughters had stayed up really late working on a project, and the teacher immediately figured out that morning, she's more tired than normal. What's going on? Did something happen? And I got a text from the teacher. They they care about the wholeness of the child because they know that what goes on at home is going to directly impact them in the classroom. And to be able to have that kind of relationship with your teachers and that kind of partnership. And my kids were sad about the passing of a pet. And one of my daughters sat during the lunchtime with one of her teachers crying and talking about it. And I can't even tell you as a parent, I can't be here during those those moments when they lose it in the middle of the class. And so to be able to have that kind of relationship with your teachers, there's it's, in, it's absolutely invaluable when you're trying to raise kids. So, Jim, you have been at Providence for nearly three decades. Obviously, you've seen a lot of different things throughout the life of the school, and you've seen this play out in countless families over this time. Uh, is there an example that comes to your mind of a family or how, how this covenant idea has worked out between the school and a family? Well, looking back at the uh, parents that helped found the school, uh, the whole idea of covenant uh, was to emphasize the importance of trust uh, between the home and the school and vice versa. And ultimately, the point is bigger than just trusting each other. Uh, It's centered in trusting God, that God is in control, and being able to demonstrate that to the children on a consistent basis. So they see similar responses from home and from school, and they learn from that. Uh, One of the most humbling examples for me that I can remember, on a Monday morning uh, around 10 a.m., I received a call from a school dad, and he said, Jim, I don't know what your morning looked like, uh, but my son's coming, and he's late for school today, but there's a reason for it, and he's going to ask to talk to you. I hope you can make time to do that because something occurred over the weekend that uh, my wife and I are dealing with, with him, and we feel it's appropriate for him to come and share it with you. So I'd rather you hear it from him than from me. Uh, But before he gets there, I just want you to know that my wife and I will be responding to this, and I'll be glad to share that with you when it's appropriate. But I also know that school may need to respond as well once you've heard uh, the details. And I just want you to know that we certainly appreciate Providence and what it's meant to our family. We hope our son will be able to graduate. But we also want you to know that we trust you and are open to talking to you about what the school's response needs to be. Now, 
that's a humbling position to be put in. Number one, you've got a father calling to tell you, this is something that my son has been involved in that he's going to tell you about. And before I even know what it is, he's telling me he has confidence. Because I don't think his confidence was just in me. It was that God's hand was in this. We prayed for our son that if there are things that are questionable, that we'd find out about it. God allowed this, and we're going to trust him to work through this. And sure enough, uh, the son came in, shared it with us, and we were able to work through it between home and school because of that kind of strong trust relationship. So, Sean, you've been principal, you've been head of school, you've uh, held a number of positions here at Providence. Talk a little bit about how you've seen this play out. Yeah, I think a big part of uh, what Jim was just sharing is that trust. Um, and uh, the, as he said, the kids are watching. And so sometimes you um, you forget that, right? You're just dealing with this situation. Whatever happened, happened. But it's always good to remember that they are watching to see how the adults work together. And I remember a time relatively recently when a parent came in and they were concerned about something that didn't relate to any specific teacher or anything like that. It was more of a policy concern. And um, they made an appointment, came in, shared the concern. We had a good back and forth, good questions, make sure I understood exactly what their issue was and and why it was important to them. And um, I so appreciated the trust because they didn't have to do that. This person set up an appointment a couple weeks in advance, came in prepared to share something with me, um, and, and then did that in a way that was helpful, constructive for the school to consider and figure out how we can get better. I don't think it was about that kid and, and, or that parent and his or her children. It was more, how can I help the school get better? And um, it really, really, really was a great example of how this thing can play out. You know, that's a disciplinary case, what Jim's talking about there. And, and this was more of a policy on something that, that um, didn't necessarily relate to discipline. And so it does help to have this partnership between the home and the school when you're working through these things. And I was so grateful for that. And there are times those conversations don't go great. And you come out and you aren't in agreement. And that might be some of the most difficult positions I think we have in our positions really is that you'll have some parents who want more AP classes and other parents who want less. And you have some parents who think we have too much homework and some parents who think we don't do enough. And what do you do when you don't come into agreement on something? And as I talk to new families, part of how I try to explain how covenant is demonstrated is we might disagree on certain aspects that really aren't deal breaker aspects necessarily, but the fact that the conversation is prayed over and that we're all in it with the same foundational biblical belief in who Jesus is and that we might disagree on a certain topic or a certain point, but that foundational trust is still there. And ultimately, you the end goal that we all want, we are in agreement on for the child. And, um, and, and so there is this trust that's necessary and, and typically is present in this covenant model 
as a result of that. And so we, um, we may not agree on how you get to that end sometimes, but we can trust each other that God's working through it all and can take, you know, whether I agree with a parent or a parent agrees with me or whatever, we ultimately can move towards that same end together because we, we want the same thing for the child. It's incredibly relational. We touched in the fir- first podcast about transactional um, covenant feels to me a lot more relational, which can make it yucky, right? Because we're talking about people's kids and their money, and it can be really tough when you're not in agreement. But I think that is why the trust is so paramount, the trust in the mission of this school. And the school has that same mission that the parents have. They want this partnership for the sake of their kid. And that relational peace is paramount, I think, in the covenant community because it's that it's for the sake of the relationship that you can walk out of the door not agreeing but still supporting. And that's that's a very different feel. My husband and I don't agree on everything. I know that might be shocking to some, <laughs> but it's it's very relational. And even though we might not agree on something, we still walk out in support. And there's this underlying belief and trust and mission. And I think that's what makes the covenant model so powerful is that relational piece that you really do need to rely on very much so when things don't go very well. It's not about winning and losing or my ability to convince somebody else of my position. It's about us agreeing that God has an ultimate purpose and a relationship with Christ who joins us with the creator of the universe, that he has a purpose and that ultimately moving forward, pleasing him is what's critical. And we're all trying to navigate it, not just the student. We're not trying to fix the students. The parents and the school staff are on the same path the students are just at a different place. And for the kids to begin to see that and experience it, I think they can leave with some valuable insight. And this this is a great example of, of it's, it's so much more than what you learn in English or math or science class is what you're describing there, Jim, and so much more than a grade <laughs> that a kid earns or doesn't earn in a class. These are things that um, you carry with you through life and ultimately this trust in God that you hope the child develops from watching the adults interact with each other um, through, I mean, we're, we're with each other for 180 days, all day long, or, you know, school hours, for years and years and years, and through all the life circumstances that Kim was mentioning and referring to, um, we, we as adults have this opportunity to partner and hopefully the kids can, can learn from that and, and trust the Lord themselves. One of the things I noticed as a, as a parent early on was, uh, and I've heard this from multiple people who have visited the school, they would say, I just felt something different when I came in the door. There was just a different feel about this school. And it's certainly something that we did. And, you know, at some level, this, this level of partnership, this covenant idea, it really does affect, it can affect the culture of the school itself and the way that it feels. 
And when you move beyond this kind of transactional idea of, you know, we're a school, we'll educate your kids, you know, once they hit the curb in the morning, they're ours. And when they hit the car at the end of the day, they're yours. You know, when you move beyond that, um, it does begin to change the way a school feels and those parents uh, and the school are working together and, and are bought in and, and uh, it just it just uh, it creates a different feel to it. And that's something certainly as a parent I've appreciated over the years and uh, the ability to, you know, to know that even when we're working through an issue, if we have an issue with a teacher, for example, that we can be coming from a common point of reference and be having a conversation where we know we're both rowing in the same direction and I know that they have the best interest of my kid in mind and they're thinking about it biblically the same way that my wife and I are. And that's been a real comfort for us. So thinking about the, how this plays out in the day-to-day at the school, particularly with our students, uh, you know, one of the things I've really appreciated as a dad is seeing how intentionally Providence has, has created opportunities for our students themselves to be uh, a part of uh, leading others, a part of uh, interacting with others and having, you know, taking resp- having responsibility in uh, interacting with kids that are in different grades than their own. Um, this is one of the benefits of a K-12 school, right? We have kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And uh, Providence over the years has just done a, a really great job of doing things like, you know, our discipleship groups in the high school where upper-class girls are discipling underclassmen and upper-class boys are discipling underclass boys. And our AXIS team, which does the weekly worship in our high school, and that's led by high school kids on stage leading worship with their fellow students. Uh, we do... In our lower school, we have middle school kids involved in their chapel services, and they're on stage helping to lead their fellow classmen. Uh, We do service hours in the community. Uh, There's just lots of examples of this where we are making it so that our students themselves can be experiencing this, uh, I mean, the spiritual enrichment. And it's not just a one-way thing between the school pouring things into their own minds, but it's giving them the opportunity to work and be an example of that in other ways as well. That's that, that's that's something that I've really appreciated about Providence. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point. And there are all these things that the school does and attempts to provide. Again, uh, we want the home to to be in support of that. And and it's also important to say, I think that it's a, we don't are we guaranteeing success. Are we saying that if the kid goes through all of these uh, spiritual development, spiritual uh, formational kinds of uh, activities that we offer or programs that they're going to – no, we, we can't guarantee that. Ultimately, it's, it's every person's choice. Um, and are they going to uh, follow Jesus or not? We all have to come to that. And um, I think it's also important to say – are we saying that every meeting we ever have with a parent always works out and it and it we walk out whether we agree or disagree hand in hand moving forward no sometimes things don't and and we wish that wasn't the case but we do believe that this covenant model increases the opportunity that it will work where the home and the school can partner together it's not perfect because people are people and humans are humans and I'm one of those humans um, but it does significantly increase your chances, ultimately, that the, the family and the school stay 
in uh, in partnership with each other, and that the child owns this themselves. This thing called following Jesus. I mean, to me, the whole source of it is the relationship with Christ and the Holy Spirit. We are trying to point the kids toward something outside of themselves, not just the skills they can develop, but that there is a source of strength and power that can guide them. And that's what the relationship with Christ is about. You've been listening to Equipped to Thrive, a podcast presented by Providence Christian Academy. Join us next time for our final episode in this three-part series about what it means for Providence to be a covenant school, where we'll have a conversation with a few folks who have been to Providence and have been a part of our school family uh, and have thoughts of their own about this covenant model. Our sound engineer is Brian Hanson. Brian also composed and performed the music you hear on this podcast. We'd also like to say a special thanks to Providence dad, Chris Stone, for helping us to imagine and to launch this program. Thanks a lot, Chris. If you're interested in finding out more about our school, visit our website at www.providencechristianacademy.org. And I'm your host, Stephen Daniels. Thanks for listening.